Welcome to Market Scale Hospitality. I'm your host, Sean Heath, and today I have an opportunity to have a conversation with Adam Miller, the Chief Marketing Officer for Tursa Incorporated. Adam, how are you today? I'm doing great, Sean. Thanks for having me. Hey, now do me a favor. Uh, tell me how you sort of dipped your toe into the hospitality industry. What specifically brought you to be a part of Tursa? Uh, so how I got involved with uh, Tursa and how we got into hospitality are kind of two separate stories. But um, essentially, uh, with Tursa, I had gone to college with uh, two uh, buddies of mine. We uh, lived in a fraternity house together with 75 other guys. And all of us shared three washers and three dryers. So um, doing laundry was certainly no easy feat. And uh, we wanted to come up with a cool way that we could uh, make our clothes just look and smell good, kind of like your, uh, your bare minimum of clothing care. Uh, so we could go to class, uh, go out to social events, whatever it might be, and uh, not look or smell terrible. So um, we were playing with the idea of using um, essential oils and hydrosols and different things to make um, steam smell good, and then using that steam to de-wrinkle, deodorize, and um, actually kill some of the bacteria in our garments. And uh, that was great in college. Like we were we uh doing the bare minimum, but when we got into the professional world, we uh, were traveling. We realized that when you're on the road, these wrinkles are an even bigger pain than we've ever experienced before. So uh, in hotel rooms, we were hanging up our uh, suit coats, our button-down shirts, whatever it might be in the shower and running it on incredibly hot temperatures for like 30 minutes to try and make it look good and not have any wrinkles before a meeting or whatever it might be. And um, we just... we decided there had to be a better way. And we remembered this uh, product that we came up with in college and said, we need to put this in hotel rooms. All right. So it sounds like you found a way to create a fraternity that instead of Sigma Epsilon, for example, it was smells exceptional. That yeah. did, that's, did that seem to, to work out? You guys were some of the most popular on campus, I would imagine. Um, I don't know if we were some of the most popular, but we were definitely some of the most interesting. <laughs> Um, playing around with essential oils and uh, steamers and what have you. Um, we definitely got some odd looks from people passing through the halls. Okay, so let's talk about an, uh, an obvious parallel to living in a fraternity house, right? Uh, a large community, a lot of people sharing resources and facilities. And let's take some of the things that you learned that are such a natural fit for the B2B, for the hospitality industry, you basically lived in a hotel and had the opportunity to learn what works and what doesn't work in a a myriad of aspects as far as the hospitality industry. That gives you an incredible advantage. Yeah, I mean, there was uh, there's certainly a lot of parallels to be had um, when you're working around that many people uh, logistically trying to get stuff done. It, it's a whole nother animal, especially uh, when it's a bunch of younger people. Um, so. Really, the the aspect of having to time out your laundry and, and when it was good to go and, and working around everyone else's space and everyone else's stuff, uh, it, it really provided a lot of unique challenges for us. Well, let's talk about about setting and meeting expectations. As you mentioned, it, it, when you're in that situation, you have to schedule out, try and figure out the best time. You, you basically need to figure out a way to hack the system. When's the best time for me to get back from class to get my clothes done? Or maybe I do it at three in the morning when everybody else is asleep or whatever the, the situation is. But translating that into the hospitality industry, 
it, there is a set of, of systems that we all have in our personal lives when we're at home. There are ways we like to do stuff. We like to do our laundry a certain way. We like to have our snacks in a certain location. There's a lot of personality that goes into our personal living spaces. But you have to create a lot of times an uncomfortable, awkward sort of system for when you're on the road, for when you're traveling. Tell me about how the industry sets expectations, but then has to deal with changing customer or guest expectations. Yeah. So I think that um, on the, the hotel and hospitality side, uh, expectations as far as clothing care when you arrive at your destination are uh, pretty, pretty low. Um, of course, most places offer outsourced laundry and dry cleaning services. Uh, those cost a fortune. And of course, you're now having to call down, wait, you know, hours to get your, your garment taken care of and then gotten, getting back to you. It's not conducive to, uh, People who are, you know, coming in for just the day, uh, for example, or who are quickly turning around and heading back out that evening after they have their big meeting in the morning. So there's not there's irons and ironing boards can only go so far. And that seems to be the industry standard is we have the iron and ironing board in the room. It's there for our guests to use. They rarely are used and um, they're not having conversions on these expensive laundry and dry cleaning services they offer. Uh, so this was an opportunity for them to provide uh, an amenity that's in demand. Uh, guests constantly are looking for ways to de-wrinkle their clothes on the road, whether it's business or leisure, and uh, provide them better conversions, a more unique user experience, and uh, a little extra luxurious aesthetic in that room. So it really, you know, it's interesting because... When I travel, and I have been in quite a few hotels around the world, when I travel, I like brief interactions with hotel staff. But as a general rule, and I don't mean this to sound antisocial, sometimes I just want to do it myself. I just, you know, I, I don't want to have to, to put on a personality. I just want, you know what, I need these pants to be ironed. And so you break out, like you mentioned First, you have to make sure you have an iron in the room. You break out the ironing board, put some water in the thing from the sink. And I just want to get my clothes ready for my business meeting that I have tomorrow. And I don't necessarily want to have to, for lack of a better word, put on pants. That sounds bad, but you know what I mean, to go down to the lobby. or I, That seems like an in-room solution is so smart. Why was there... Why didn't it exist before you thought of it? Uh, you know, that, that's something um, we've been forced to ask ourselves several times. Um, and there, there have been uh, a few companies that have tried to do it. Um, LG came out with something called the Styler, uh, which ended up becoming this six-foot-tall kind of monstrosity of an appliance that uh, had a price tag that most hotels could only afford to put into uh, the, you know, top... One percent of any room in the in the country, like the penthouse suites in Vegas that are you know reserved for high rollers only that that's the kind of place they are putting them and we wanted something that was you know functional, quick and easy and affordable, so that you know Joe Schmo could have it in his room and uh and he, you know these the people who struggle the most with wrinkles are road warriors are people out there hustling uh say on sales meetings, whatever it might be. Uh, they don't have the time or the money to 
to be spending on laundry or dry cleaning outsourced so they don't have the money to be staying in these extravagant suites. So we wanted to come up with something that was, uh, you know, had all the functionality, had the nice aesthetic and everything with a much more uh, friendly, especially for the B2B side price tag. You know, what's really interesting about your approach is there's a there's a psychological transition from working in B2C and going to B2B. And the transition not only exists from your side, but also from the guest's side. You know, the guy who's staying at a luxury hotel, like you mentioned, he has a little more time, maybe a little more flexibility in the luxury of having things done in a, in a wider time frame. But like you mentioned, this road warrior, this guy who got off the plane, he didn't get into the hotel until one because his flight was delayed for some reason in Chicago. He shows up and he gets his clothes out of the bag. He can either get up 45 minutes early the next morning and iron the, his shirt and hopefully he doesn't burn it. And he, you know, there's a huge difference in a wrinkled shirt and an unwrinkled shirt as far as the way you feel about yourself wearing it, but also as far as the image you project. And when you take your solution into that B2B smaller pond, so to speak, you really empower these guests to be at their best when they're out getting the hustle. Yes, absolutely. That was uh, our mantra has sort of become look good, smell good and feel good. You know, those things all kind of tie together in uh, that sort of self-confidence and, and going out and knowing that you look good and you're not having to worry about any stinkiness. You just uh, it's one less thing you have to worry about and you can just go out and take on your day. And that was uh, what we really wanted to provide is just a very quick, convenient way to make you make sure that you're feeling your best when you head out that door in the morning. The really neat thing about what you guys do with Tersesteem is that it's scalable without having to really scale. Does that does that make sense? It it works at any at any pay grade, so to speak. It can work in a luxury hotel in Las Vegas, but it could also work at, you know, some roadside motel somewhere outside, you know, Albuquerque or even Albany, New York, wherever in the country. This is a really deployable solution. Absolutely. Um when we were when we developed the product, we were really focused on uh, delivering something that was uh, had everyday functionality, but had that really high edge, luxurious feel and aesthetic to it. Uh, that way, you know, it's um, it, it's the best of both worlds. Really, it's a it's a nice high end product that gets the job done for an everyday need. All right, so let's let's talk about a struggle. Because nobody comes up with an idea this good and then just falls into success. So tell me about the one iteration or the one instance that just made you slap your forehead and go, oh, man, this is it. it that, did you have a moment where you almost said, you know what, forget this? Um, well, we've, we've certainly had uh, plenty of highs and lows, uh, some moments where it seemed like there was no uh, no future, no way out. But um, really, our I think one of our biggest slap in the forehead moments wasn't so much a like uh, it's all falling apart, more as a we need to do it different. And that's kind of when we pivoted into the the hotel space. Is um, there you know like I mentioned, there had been similar products out there. Uh, one of them had decided to go straight straight to retail, targeting only uh, end users and homes. And um, it didn't do well at all. That the, the whirlpool swash. It uh, it, it. I'm pretty sure it's discontinued now. But 
they uh, the market that they attacked, it just didn't work for them. And we wanted to, to take a very functional product that they'd come up with in this great idea of clothing care refreshment in just 10 minutes. And we wanted to take it to people who actually were going to be able to use it daily, have the need for it, and be willing to um, to actually uh, engage with the product on a, every time they encountered it. So as opposed to uh, just hanging on a wall in a house, we knew that if you come in a hotel room for one, two nights, you're going to use that one of those two nights, if not both of them. So we wanted to find uh, an active user base that uh, really could benefit from it on the road and still had that nice luxury appeal. You know, I find that uh, sometimes uh, you hear stories about people when they're on the road that the expectations they have are not super realistic. Uh, and those aren't always dictated by the level of um, tax bracket that their hotel experience exists in. So we all come out uh, of our houses with expectations of things we're going to encounter, things that could happen. But it seems like the expectations for the hospitality industry are really elevating. They're really advancing sometimes in spite of reality. How does that reflect on the hospitality industry as a whole from your point of view? Uh, I think uh, the hospitality industry as a whole is really, um, they're learning how to evolve with uh, a growing younger audience. I think it's a overall, overall it's a great thing. We're seeing a lot more um, implementation of like mobile check-in and check-out, uh, more focus on uh, technological amenities so that you can order room service from your phone. Um, uh, higher quality amenities in the room. These uh, these sorts of things are catering more to a younger audience who's more interested if they're staying at a hotel and having these nice high end services uh, catered to them, having their their needs sort of anticipated and met before they even arrive. Uh, Airbnb and uh, things like that. They're really providing a lot of alternative places to stay for young people, especially a lot of uh, accessibility, really convenient and easy to use but they don't have these premium features that hotels can offer. And I think that's really what we're starting to see in the hospitality industry is they're doubling down on uh, premium services, premium amenities, and those little unique aspects that set them apart as far as the service goes. Now, I know we're talking about hospitality specifically, but you just mentioned Airbnb. Is there a future where I could have a tertiary team in my house? Whether I'm doing Airbnb or not, is that something that you see maybe down the road as a possibility? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we actually, when we first started with Tursa, we believed it was a perfect product for in-home, for the home user, residential user, for, for moms, uh, working fathers. Everybody at home could benefit from it. Um, and we launched on Indiegogo, uh, actually, in August of 2017 uh, to find out if that was true to see if we could actually get uh, residential users to pay money for pre-sales of Tursa Steam. And uh, we were very pleasantly surprised. We raised over uh, $90,000 and uh, it was very validating. We had a strong market. We said, okay, people are willing to pay money for this. This is a, a product that people want. And um, it just so happened that those same people kind of parallel uh, the young millennial hotel audience. And th our backers were saying, you know, we're so excited about having this product. It's uh can't wait for it to ship, but I'd also, I need this 
on the road. Like I need this in my hotel room when I'm traveling. And that's sort of where we began to you know, connect the dots is we had a, a young millennial audience who had already wanted to buy these for their home. And now they're telling us they need this in their hotel rooms. We started to, you know, say, maybe we, maybe this is the avenue we need to be in and uh, start putting these in nice hotel rooms that our users are already staying in and provide them the same uh, comfort they have at home on the road and vice versa. Well, I have to say that is a, a really cool, I'm going to call it a, an amenity or a gadget. I really love a gadgets. I'm very much a nerd Yeah, and something, man, where were you guys when I was in college? I know where you were. You probably weren't born. That's where you were. But <laughs> if you had been around in college, man, I would have been, even if I wasn't in your fraternity, I would have been hanging out with you guys because there's nothing worse than just not smelling good. There's really not. Absolutely. And that, having that, uh, that nice little boost of confidence when you can grab something, just throw it on and head out the door, knowing that you're looking good and you're smelling good, uh, it goes a long way. Well, I tell you what, uh, on behalf of all of the road warriors out there, thanks for helping us smell better and look better and feel better. Today, I've had the pleasure of having a conversation with the Chief Marketing Officer for Tersa Incorporated, Adam Miller. Adam, thanks so much for taking the time today, man. I have really enjoyed this. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.